0: Hello and welcome to TFT Talk, the podcast where we talk about all things TFT.
1: Oh, oh, yes, I remember this. The energy, the energy, the the right? <laughs> it's different.
0: You are just so no much smarter than us or than me. So weird. I love weird stuff, but um. It's everyone's favorite director,
2: Nico Castro.
1: And I'm everyone's favorite New Yorker, Zoe Berkeley.
2: Hi everyone, my name is Daniel Malik Gosme. I'm a massive overthinker and i an NT emphasis.
3: Hi everyone. My name is Alina. Just
0: Alina. <laughs> and we are so happy to have Dania and Alina on the episode Jay. Hey, hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It is what? We we're about to go into week eight. We just finished week seven because we're recording on a Friday, which is a little different, but we just finished week seven. We're powering through. <laughs> How are how are midterms for everybody?
2: Um, that is a very interesting question. That's a great way to start off the podcast. <laughs> I totally have not been procrastinating everything. I'll put it that way. I'm so Me far absolutely. behind on everything. It's ridiculous, but
0: be <laughs> absolutely waiting till the last minute to do every single assignment. It's like, oh, it's due it at 12. I'll do
2: it at six. Like literally. If today isn't the due date, today isn't the due date. Aha. <laughs> Donya gets it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I like I that don't.
1: the due date. I like that. That's a pun. <laughs> yeah. good. I like it. Sorry, I'm That's slow. Nickel kind of a Dumb Blonde moment, but I think I'm really smart, and I just am slow.
0: So, you, are really you, you are really smart. You are really smart. Zoe is very yeah. You're in UCLA. Come yeah, on. but
1: you're not negating the Dumb Blonde moment, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I oh, know wow. you
0: said I'm not allowed to make that joke anymore, so I don't say it anymore.
1: <laughs> great. Okay. Cool. Alina, what about you? How are we doing? Um.
3: Great. No, <laughs> not. I mean, um, my uh, my theme of the month is due tomorrow. Due tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, yeah, progress. There we go. There we different. go. <laughs> I literally go to sleep at like three a.m. and wake up at noon. Or like noon is still good, like 1 p.m.
0: <laughs> that's the best sleep
2: schedule. Yeah, that's not too bad.
1: Oh, it's terrible. That happened to me just now. I went to bed at 2 a.m. and I woke up about five minutes before I joined the Zoom. So <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a vibe though, not gonna lie.
0: Um, I
1: know
0: it's valid. Anyway, she woke yeah. up just to for, to talk to you guys, just for this podcast. Nah, if not, loads, right. still be asleep right now.
2: Oh my god, wow, not that's true. dedication be- right there.
1: I would be eating an egg if I wasn't on this podcast right now. There we go. go.
0: And speaking about the podcast, our question (laughs) list, I never know how to segue like into the first question instead of just like asking it. So we'll, we'll, you want to use one of Nick's stupid segues, (laughs) but the way that we like to start this podcast is by asking our guests, why do you do what you do? And then what we mean by that is why do you do what you do in theater? So if you kind of just want to tell
2: us, you know, what you do in theater and then why you do it. I'm an empty emphasis which is difficult because you have to be a triple threat. But I do it because I have fought to do this for so fucking long. At this point, I can't do anything else. Like I need theater in my life. And more specifically, I need musical theater because it wasn't just a matter of fighting to do acting. It was also a matter of fighting to do music and singing. So like MT is just this amazing mixture of everything that I love even though I'm a terrible dancer. And like, it just all together, it just, I feel like it just works. It's the only thing that I don't overthink, which is hence my intro. So, you know, it's just, it's meant to be.
3: I actually have like a similar approach. It's just, ah, this is so hard to express. (laughs) It fulfills me kind of, and theater is the place where um, I can really be myself. I mean, it's, it's cliche, right? But um, like, in this world, we tend to hide our emotions. And um, maybe if you're angry, you can't really like scream at somebody like you can yell just, <laughs> you know, I mean, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I mean, you can, but it's not gonna have really good consequences for you. But in theater, you can do whatever you want, and then nobody's gonna blame you. There you're just gonna be like, oh, that's that's my character. And everybody's gonna be like, oh wow, that was wow. That was really like awesome. But that's just the emotions that are inside. And this is just like letting it out. So that's what I love about it. And yeah, and I can't live without it. <laughs> That's another cliche. Because, because of this, because of this. Not because, of, yes, it's like a passion or something, but it's uh, this emotional release, kind of, yeah.
1: I so agree, I think it's such a catharsis. And I like that you said it's not just a passion. So it's a great segue into our next question, which is what are your passions outside of theater? and um yeah i guess we'll just start of that with
2: that um one of mine is just like mental health in general which i know has been said on the podcast like a bunch but it's just like growing up on in the middle east and everything cuz i i moved here when i was like 8 or 9 so i've been here for a really long time living in Kuwait and there are just no resources for anyone who's suffering and like you know i've i've been through shit like it's it's hard it's difficult but when you just, you don't have, you know, a counselor or, a ther- or therapy or just someone that you can rely on. It's just, it's really difficult. And like Alina said, there was just like this release that I got from theater. And even though I was doing theater when I was living in Scotland and everything, it just, it meant so much more to me. I just needed it so much more when I came here. Um, and I just like, that's one of the things why I'm doing theater. It's so I can help out hopefully in the future, other kids who are in the Middle East, who just don't have a similar release. I think you can educate so many people using theater and it's just such a great vehicle, like an educational vehicle. So I just, I don't know. That's kind of going off on a tangent, but yeah.
3: Yeah, I totally agree with you, uh, Dania. And oh my God, I'm so tired. I'm sorry guys.
0: Sorry, we should say it's about like 11 p.m. for both of our guests right now. They are They are really pulling forward for us. And really, really, really doing the most. So we want to thank them for being on today's episode. So instead of sleeping, they're talking to us.
3: Oh, also, also, this is just like background info, okay? So so people can actually like listen to me speaking. The thing is, um, I'm stuttering because uh, (laughs) at the moment, I have three languages mixed in my head because I'm like constantly switching between Russian, Czech, and English. And because I'm closed in one space, it's like, yeah, it, it's just a huge meaning of that.
0: You are just so much smarter than us, or than me, because like, I only speak two languages, so to speak three languages is amazing.
3: N- n- no, I'm not smarter than this one. He's smart! Uh, but actually, actually, oh, I'm just, uh, oh, oh, going into something else. I wanted to say how, fucking smart is our class Uh, like every time in lectures I'm like shit that's fucking amazing and but but it has consequences because then I feel dumb and usually in my environment I don't (laughs) so this is like my ego going "Ah, down
0: no, I completely understand that Alina, because like I come to UCLA and I'm like everybody is smarter than me. Got it. Cool.
3: Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's cool. But then you're like, nah, uh, no, no, <laughs> I'm not
2: really, uh, I don't know. Do you guys remember like when we started doing Theater 12 with Professor Hackett and then he basically said that, I can't remember what the statistic was, I think it was like 70% of a class is gonna have imposter syndrome. I was like, I was like, I'm one of those people. I, I shouldn't be here. It was so weird. It's like, meeting all these amazing people who are so articulate and so passionate about what they want to do. And I'm like, these are my people, but I also feel like I don't deserve to be here. Like, I feel like I should just observe and admire everyone and what they're doing. And it was just, it was amazing. I'm still so in awe of everyone and just being able to listen to everyone in class, whether it's like play reading or just sharing their thoughts on, you know, the notorious 14C, um, it's just... (laughs) it's just, it's great. I love listening to everyone. It's so good. Okay. Sorry about that.
1: (laughs) No, I completely agree. I think it's definitely um, normal to suffer from imposter syndrome. And like, I definitely, I went through it a lot in high school and I know like I, I didn't, I mean, I haven't asked, like, Donya about it yet, but I know, like, Nick and Alina were, like, in high school, like, felt very smart, and, like, I know I didn't, because there was always so many smart people in my school, and so when I went to UCLA, I was, like, okay, it's just, like, more smart theater kids, like, at another performing arts school, and, like, uh, but, like, it's, like, it's, like, amplified. It's, like, so much more now, so I completely understand. Um, Back to the passions questions, Um, Alina, just, do you want to, like, finish telling us about your passions outside of theater? Yes, yes.
3: Uh, so, actually, that was one of my passions like not really but this talk about ego and spirituality and this kind of weird talk um so this which is related to yoga which is my other passion and kind of like meditation and all that kind of like you know weird stuff um and uh botanics or like Herbal thingies and floristics and kind of shit surrounding that um so yeah probably because because the energy the energy the plants the right <laughs> it's different <laughs> than people's you know so that's kind of like the
1: vibe around them like, yo so
3: yeah nice
1: <laughs> I love that I love like getting in touch with like your spiritual side and I love that you like are that's like a catharsis for you as well I this is might sound like a weird question but um would you ever like I don't know how you would but would you ever even want how do you see like that other passion like incorporated in theater like how would you ever how do you like use that to help you in like what you really want to do with just theater
2: I mean I kind of already spoke about like being passionate about mental health, but I feel like a lot of the things that I am passionate kind of can immediately be incorporated within theater, like whether it's um, politics, human rights, uh, mental health. Um, But really, I think it's just, I think, I don't really know how to explain it. I think it's just, I feel like everything needs to be accessible. And that doesn't just go for theater. I think it just goes for basic human needs as well. Because it's ridiculous that like we're, we're considered a modern society and yet some people don't have access to clean water and that that's just beyond me. Um, I'm also, also like I'm really passionate about deforestation because I think it's just wrong at the level that we're doing it at and how so many species have just gone extinct and it's based off pure greed. I feel like that's something that you can really emphasize within theatre just how Like, just literally just looking at the seven deadly sins is like some of these things, everyone's like, oh, don't do that when they just do all those things on a daily basis. I just, I think one good thing I love about theater is the fact that you can just slap people in the face with with their own reality. And I think many people need that. Many, many people. So, yeah.
3: I think a lot of people uh, actually want to avoid that reality and just like live their own created world not facing the problems not facing the I don't know everything (laughs) um okay so how I incorporate my passions into theater uh it's probably they go hand in hand uh because all this uh, spiritual stuff um I mean I can like do character development better and think about um characters or like whatever in theater in a deeper way or like from a different perspective and work with that um and then floristics (laughs) and plants I guess that's like my source of inspiration because that's like aesthetic and beautiful and yeah and uh that spiritual stuff it's because people are my second sort uh, source of inspiration because i i don't really need to talk to them uh uh i um don't get me wrong i i like talking to people uh but i can i just like being around them kind of that's why i love going to cafes and all these kinds of like nice places because you are kind of absorbing the vibe and then subconsciously that turns into inspiration
0: And then theater, ta-da! And then kind of just as we're talking about our passions and everything, what would be a passion project for you guys? And when we're talking about the passion project, think big, think or as small as you would like, but you have all the resources you would need, anybody you would like to work with. You can do it wherever you want, unlimited budget. Like if you could do anything you wanted to do, like in terms of theater, what would be like a passion project for you?
2: Okay, I have like three, which is, I'm sorry, that's like a lot, but um, one of them okay. I came up with uh, last year, and it was this production of uh, Enda Walsh's Disco Pigs, which is an Irish play. And I love to go pigs, sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Nobody's ever heard of it. Cause it's like from the eighties or something. It's like so old, but um, it's such a good play. And it's so weird. I love weird stuff, but um, there's, I came up with this idea for the, for a touring production version of it, where the entire set and all of the props are in one little trolley. And I've come up with the design and everything. And it's, I'm sorry, but like, it's so feasible because the entire play just has two characters. So it could totally be done in such a small budget. Um, apart from that, uh, there is this theater Practitioning Company, which I will advertise until I die. Um, they're called Punch Drunk and they are a British theater company. And I really suggest you check them out. They do site specific theater. They did um, a production of Macbeth that they changed into a piece called Sleep No More. And I think it was in Gossip Girl in an episode I don't I haven't watched Gossip Girl but I'm pretty sure it was an episode of it where they wear masks Zoe Zoe's like freaking out I don't know if she knows it wait
1: can you elaborate please
2: um so so audience members they like wear um masks and they're spectators and they can just move as close as they want to actors they can rifle through things because everything is designed for the show so like if you were to open a cabinet there might be a letter which is written by a certain character and stuff and there's like oh oh yes I remember this <laughs> okay she gets it Wait, what was what was this called again it's called sleep no more they've done it in like in london and singapore it, it traveled around the world because and it takes but it, it's like they take over a three-story hotel or something and the audience is just put into an elevator left on their own with their masks on and they just go wherever they want and they're allowed to follow different characters and at the end all of the um audience members they reconvene in the lobby of the hotel and they watch the final scene of Sleep No More. And it's just, it's, that's the kind of art that I want to make. Apart from that, this is the third one. <laughs> Sorry, I've been talking like for so long. Um, this is an idea that I came up with literally just a couple weeks ago. I'm not even kidding. Cause I was thinking about how we could do theater in COVID times and everything. And um, I kind of want to do a site specific piece but one in which an audience member kind of goes in a car and like they connect to a certain radio station or something and they listen to music that is composed purely for this piece that represents characters and things. And they're taken to separate locations where certain scenes are coming out or like are being um, performed and everything. And I just think it would be really cool. So it kind of takes the same stance as Punch Drunk, but in a way in which people can socially distance and everything, it would cost so much money but I just think it's a cool idea. Also like Voitsak. Just, I would work so well with Wojciech if you were to just come up to a pop-up tent and watch some circus tricks and like a circus version of Wojciech by George Buchner. I'm sorry, but that's just like the passion project.
3: Um. Okay, this is a really difficult question because I'm not uh, a person who really has long-term plans. <laughs> I live in the moment too much. Um, So even when we were supposed to choose our (laughs) classes for the spring quarter, the day we were supposed to enroll, I was like, okay, let's choose something like two hours before enrollment. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that's not always a good thing. But so I don't really know. Uh, Probably it will be something with, uh, physical theater or Grotowski I think his name is Grotowski in uh, his theater because uh, he has this like theater company in Wroclaw and I have a friend in Vratislav, Uh and they do workshops so I really want to work with them and another thing uh, oh right now a passion project of mine is to finish my directing proposal for our directing class and (laughs) i have to present on tuesday and i I started doing it yesterday um (laughs) so that's interesting it's gonna be interesting so yeah these are my passion
2: (laughs) yeah um I'm also doing it on Tuesday and I only just started yesterday as well so I'm doing Dennis Kelly's DNA but don't worry we are in the exact same boat we can be stressed out together it's great I literally only got confirmation from Angie that I could do that play like a couple hours ago I'm not even kidding
3: (laughs) Yesterday, I wrote to her an email, and I was like, uh, can we schedule like uh, an appointment so we can like discuss this, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, right. So how about Friday at 1 p.m.? And I was like, no, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, I'm busy at that time because I just won't have anything by that time. So I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> can we figure out the time
1: on Monday, <laughs> maybe? I am not, in fact in Angie's class but I live with two people that are in Angie's class and they have talked quite a bit about Angie's class and so on behalf of myself I would like to um, say like how intriguing it seems. And I would just
0: like to say like we all love Angie and we love the work that we're doing like this project like really does bring you so much closer to the show that you're directing and it is something that like us as directors will have to do in the future for every single show we've done. So like Angie is really just like preparing us because being a director is a lot of work.
2: Yeah, no, I love the class, but it's it's five units. I'm sorry, it should be like seven or something, as though it's like even possible. It's yeah, isn't it like only so based on the, the
0: amount of time that you're in class. It's like, because you're in class for one hour and that's one unit. So since you were only in class for six hours, it's only five units.
2: I have absolutely no idea but like the amount of work that we do outside of that class is ridiculous like we have a project which is dude Alina and I are in the same group I can already tell you we have no idea what we're doing I can't <laughs> I'm just gonna speak on behalf of both of us
0: uh, uh,
3: yeah. uh, yesterday when she announced <laughs> this I was like we are in groups <laughs> what, what group am I in Oh, uh, but then I was like, nope, maybe I shouldn't ask. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Stacy, Stacy did send out an email. If you're curious, I can tell you. And it's after this podcast, I'll tell you. Um, sorry, sorry. Um, Nick likes to take pe- people on tangents, and, and we just go all the way as far as possible. So, throwing it back to the podcast and letting Zoe kind of take over because I go too far to the left. Um, wow.
1: that- I mean, honestly, what, what you guys are talking about directing is kind of perfect because I just have a question given that you guys are both international theater students and I'm just wondering because you guys have like this like ingrained passion that's been like probably festering for like ever and like I just want to know like how theater is taught in, in Kuwait and in the Czech Republic and like I guess why are you choosing to come to LA after that and I'm just so curious as to like what that like journey or process has been like for you guys.
2: So in Kuwait, the theatre education is slim to none. And over the years, our finances for that department, especially in my school, have been getting um, less and less. And it's been really difficult. Um, So like a lot of, there are gaps in my education and I can just, I can feel it. And it's so irritating because it's like, I want to learn about every nook and cranny when it comes to theatre. And I just, I can't. Like, there's so much terminology that I didn't know until last year when I got a new teacher. Shout out to Mr. Ralph, legend. Um, he just decided to teach us as though we're part of a conservatoire. And he just completely changed my acting. If it, I'm honestly convinced if it wasn't for him, I would not be in UCLA. Um, so yeah, he's like one of my favorite teachers. Um, so yeah, again, shout out to him, even though he only knew me for like six months because then we wanted to lock down. But um, yeah, um, apart from that, though, like... He was one of those people that really pushed to get um, more financing within our department. Even then, my school is the only one in the country that allows you to take drama and music and literature, all three of those subjects are not available in any other school, when you're doing your sixth form A-levels. So like A-levels are are external exams that we do within the last two years in sixth form. That's what we call it in the British system. And um, it just wasn't offered in any other school. And then Is that like senior year of high school? It's like junior and the sixth form is your last two years. So it's your junior and your senior oh, okay. year. Yeah, but we have like external exams where we have like our AS levels, which in year 12. This is really confusing. The British system is just like that because they're quirky. Um, and then um, we have like, we have um, these things called A2s, which is what I did, which lasts the entire two years. So you'll study like a bunch and then you have maybe three exams that will quiz you on everything you've learned over the last two years. So it's a lot but you know <laughs> it's great um no You're so done
1: with it now so there yeah, you go yeah
2: i mean i've got so many stories to say about like the last 2 years i had within high school it was a mess and a half to be entirely honest um but frankly there's just not enough time in the world really but um yeah so it was just oh, my school they did this one thing just they they tried to push kids away from theater and from music and It's really strange because in Kuwait, for example, they'll be like, "Wow, look at this amazing, brilliant piece of art that we created," and then as soon as an artist is like, "Great, you liked it, can I get more funding?" They're like, "That's not what I said." Is that's like the entire vibe of it all, literally. Um. So when I told my school I wanted to take drama, music, and literature for my last two years of school, they said, "What are you talking about? We don't. You're not going to do that." And I was like, "Huh?" (laughs) They're like, "No, you're doing maths and the three sciences." And I was like homie I didn't even take chemistry for like the last two years of high school you want me to take chemistry for my A-levels that is not gonna happen and then um basically they just mix some stuff with my sister because she's super smart like that and yeah um I ended up managing to take my subjects but I was alone in every single one of them apart from music where there was one other girl and drama where there were one girl and one boy they were in my class as well but that just goes to show if my biggest class was three people when i including myself when i was taking the arts just goes to show like how little the school really was trying to advertise theater and make it seem like a viable option because there's just this giant stereotype that if you take theater you are going to live in a refrigerator box on Times square if you're lucky so yeah that's about that. In Scotland, it's completely different. Sorry, I'm kind of going on a tangent now. In Scotland, it's completely different because we got like the biggest theatre festival in Europe called the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So that's kind of where I grew to learn art. And that's like something I was brought up with. Like my parents were super um, invested in me doing stuff like ballet when I was younger and like joining musicals and everything. And then when I moved to Kuwait, that was kind of like put on shutdown. And then when I told my parents oh, when I told my parents I wanted to do theatre when I was like 10, I think, that caused a big mess, but it's fine. Cause I got what I wanted. I'm here, hello. Yeah. So uh,
3: in Czech Republic uh, arts are not funded at all. (laughs) Or like like really minimal funding. So we don't have this option of like, uh, like we can't choose drama at school um, and there are not many opportunities for people just to do theater musical theater is not a thing like n- not at all people know about it and there are a few musicals here but they're like really bad uh once i was <laughs> uh, i went to phantom opera is that's how that's how it's called right and then you know how the chandelier goes down it got stuck in the middle and it was huge and then it was it was uh, kind of rocking back and forth and I was sitting uh, right under that and then the show stopped (laughs) and technicians came and yeah and then they kind of repaired it or something and then the show went on <laughs> just like, nothing ever happened. So
1: yeah, <laughs> kind of that's, that's the level where our arts are. <laughs> I, you kind of touch on it, but like LA being the center of the industry. Um, and like, we've sort of, we've kind of brought this up on like many episodes in the past because a lot of people have different answers and it kind of goes with your passion outside of theater, but what's an issue that you see with the industry itself and um how do you want to see that tackled whether it's by you or just in general some like administrative things that need to be done to like fix what you see as a big problem in the theater film television industry
2: um so I kind of touched on this already when like a couple times like in um our directing class as well but there are still so many issues with diversity that are just it's absolutely ridiculous it just needs to be fixed like I'd there's no other way to put it like you cannot beat around the bush with this kind of stuff um and so like growing up in growing up in the middle east a lot of the time a lot of the things that you see coming out of hollywood is the um terrorist trope and like for example one movie which is absolutely horrendous for Pretty much every Persian person that is is in existence is that movie Three Hundred, I think it's called. It is such a gross depiction of them and stuff like that. Just it makes it makes my blood boil, and I'm not even like very Persian, if that makes sense. Like I, I barely have any ties there in to Iran. Like I barely spent any of my life there. Like maybe the equivalent of two weeks, and I don't even speak Farsi. I only speak English, which is yikes. But um like just seeing that stuff, it just, it makes me so upset. And I know there are so, sorry if you can hear my cat in the background, by the way. Um, But no, there are so many issues with like bigger minorities. And I, I understand that and I sympathize with them as much as I possibly can. But I just don't, I want there to be more diversity. I'm not saying like, oh, stop focusing on that. I'm saying focus on all of it. Why should you like commit yourself to only one minority when there are so many people who are so beautiful from every other minority? Just include them all. Give an actual depiction of what contemporary life looks like. Why would you hold yourself back, Hollywood? God damn! But like, I just, I don't know. I, that really bothers me. Just the terrible depictions of the Middle East and how um, fear is massively perpetuated through Hollywood and how Hollywood just doesn't care about they don't they don't see what they're doing but a lot of the time Hollywood is propaganda and it's, it's just fear-mongering and it's painful to watch sometimes so yeah
1: and it just gives people the place to like believe into stereotypes that are just simply not true and it's it, yeah. like, it in front of you saying this is what's actually happening when it's not yeah that's yeah. horrible um Alina what about you
3: yeah I actually agree and uh I also think diversity and stereotypes Um, because I think all minorities can experience that and I'm Russian and I kind of look Eastern European and uh, the only casting you see is basically Russians as prostitutes or kind of like ladies like that uh, or bitches who care about money uh, is the only thing they care about, or gangsters. Uh, and this kind of Russian voice, you know. Yeah, uh, so, so that sucks, and um, uh, it would be nice if it, if there will be
0: like less of it <laughs> or not. Sounds like it's time for Current Call. It's everyone's favorite
1: director, Nico Castro. I'm everyone's favorite New Yorker, Zoe Berkeley.
2: What's up? It was Dania. You're overthinking empty emphasis. Thank you for having me.
3: And Alina. Just Alina. Enjoy listening to this episode. Yo, you have to.
0: Thank you so much for our amazing guests. And thank you so much for our amazing listeners. See you guys next week.